Hello everyone, welcome back to season 4, episode 7 of Mel and Girl Proud Podcast. And today we're going to be discussing the science behind why we love being scared. Now when you think about it, fear may be old as life on earth. It's a fundamental you know, human reaction over the history of our to protect the organism against threats to their integrity or insistent. Fear may be as simple as the cringe of an antenna in a snail that is touched or the complexity of it exists existing anxiety in, in human beings but whether we love or hate to experience fear it's hard to deny that we certainly revere it devoting an entire holiday to the celebration of fear thinking about how the brain works in human um, psychology some of the main chemicals that contribute to the fight or flight response are also involved in other positive emotional states such as happiness and excitement so to make sense of the high state uh, we experience during a scare, maybe more experience more and more positive life. But what makes it different between a getting a rush and feeling completely terrorized? I think what many scientists have stated who treat fear studies is neurobiology, or studies in clinical interaction, as well as those suggested other factors and experience how we fe- experience fear and how it does to with the context when thinking our brain gives feedback to our emotional brain and then we perceive ourselves as being in a safe space where we can quickly then shift the way we experience the high state going from one of one fear to another of enjoyment or excitement and i think when you enter a haunted house during any halloween season for example anticipating a ghoul jumping out at you and knowing it isn't really a threat you are quickly able to relabel that experience and in context you're walking in a dark alley at night and a stranger begins chasing you both your emotional and thinking areas of your brain will be in agreement that 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 in that situation is dangerous and it's time to flee but how does your brain do this how do we experience fear fear reaction starts with the brain speeds of the body to make adjustments for the best defense or flight reaction the fear response starts in the region of the brain called the amadola but i'm not getting too much science so i think also what we love about fear or we love being scared and same thing goes like people are have fascination with serial killer that people love murder injuries so now like why our brain loves that so much it's kind of interesting it's like and you kind of think how do you learn the difference like for example the um it depends on what level of threat it is because it helps a person perceive knowing what the threat is we are not for instance seeing a lion in the wild can trigger a strong fear reaction but response to a video of the same line at a zoo is more of a curiosity thinking the lying is cute this is because you know that's some part of brain is like analyzing that fear and and breaking down the result to mainstream by thinking you know of our brain's reaction is the emotional areas and the fact that we are okay depending on what fear is in that situation and how can we learn the difference often similar to other animals we often learn fear through personal experiences such as being attacked by an aggressive dog or other humans being attacked by an aggressive dog or however an evolutionary unique finesse way of learning humans is through instructions we learn through from spoken words or written notes if it's a sign that says dog is dangerous approximately the dog will trigger a fear response we learn in similar fashion experience domesticated dog observing other people's safe interaction with that dog or reading a sign that the dog is friendly and the other question that's kind of like tie into this podcast is why do people enjoy being scared 
Fear creates a distraction, which can be a positive experience. When something scary happens in that moment, we are high alert and not preoccupied with other things that might be in our mind, like getting in trouble at work or worrying about a big test the next day, which brings us here now. Furthermore, when we experience these frightening things with people in our lives, a lot of them find out that emotion can be contagious in a positive way. We are very social creatures, able to learn from one another, and you can look up to your friend at the haunted house, and she's quickly gone from screaming to laughing, socially able to pick up on her emotional state, which can positively influence your own. While other factors, content, distraction, social learning, have potential to influence the way we experience fear, a common theme that connects all of them is our sense of control. We are able to recognize what is and isn't a real threat and relabel and experience and enjoy the thrill of that moment. We are ultimately at a place where we feel in control. That perception of control is volatile we experience and respond to fear. When you overcome the initial fight and flight rush, we often left feeling satisfied, reassured of that our safety and more confident in our ability to confront things that, in that intentionally scare us. I think what's also important to keep in mind is that everyone is vastly different. Like, what a unique sense of what they find scary or adorable. I'll be honest, when I was a child, I find the original like, clown to be utterly terrifying. And I could never bring myself to watch the new it. Still think the clown is very terrifying. And, you know, that's fine. My brain might wire different just for someone who thinks the new it movie is completely funny. And the OG is still really scary. Or some people might think, oh, Chucky's scary. But in my mind, oh, Chucky is funny because it was meant to be like a satire and not really horror stuff. But to my five-year-old self who watched the beginning and did not learn her lesson. So, and that five-year-old Yasmin had nightmares for three weeks straight because she watched Chucky at a very young age. She didn't do that. But now, as an adult, I think Chucky is funny. And I don't think him he's as scary as he once was, but as a child, your imagination runs wild and death it takes over the best of you. But there is another question. While many can enjoy a good fright, why might others downright hate it? And I'm in that in between where I can enjoy a good fright or not so much enjoy it. And there are some people who might not enjoy being scared. There's always a balance between excitement and fear in an animal's brain and in a human's brain, but I think also in our brains, we might experience the the scary as too real and extreme fear response can overwhelm the sense of control over any situation like you know maybe you might enjoy the freddy cougar movie but too are but are too terrified of the exorcist or paranormal activity i think if it feels too real the fear responses in our mind is not interpret right i feel like and then on the other hand if you if it's experienced not by triggering enough to the emotional brain it becomes too real to the cognitive brain that the experience might end up feeling boring i think also like i was saying with any like you know zombie movies uh national disasters uh mass murderer movies or like the walking dead as much for next person i think if our emotional brain is too terrified the cognitive brain is helpless or the emotional brain is too bored and the congo and the cognitive new brain is too suspensing scary movie experience may not be fun and i think also like people like what is the signs of fear but fears can come in many shapes and and scenarios and be including phobia social phobia anxiety disorders separate anxiety ptsd also or there's many factors conditioning usually you know depending on that but we're not gonna get into that notion i feel like also like why we enjoy being scared is like it just it's just part of being human i think also like horror films or folklore you know explain like the thrill and excitement i would say about our human culture i think also i think 
it comes to like what we read, like a flood of fear pairs with the reality of safety can release natural occurrences. Especially for young children get really excited because they don't yet grasp that haunted attraction of Kikui or just make-believe, but as adults we understand that it's make-believe. Unless the movie, the scary movie says basically true story, then it's all, all bets are off. Um, I think also like any like slasher film and scary story are primarily geared towards people in their late teens and early 20s. I think also the transition from child to adulthood, you know, the interesting phase of life with people are establishing their belief systems and they are, you know, away from their parents and are often trying to test them so they figure out what really scares them. Um, life lessons like, like, you know, like we were told as kids, ghost and monster tales, but, you know, I think having a culture in our society that tells the stories about ghosts and monsters able to shift personal identities and systems of morality, I think fear-inducing tales were usually in early society, a way to teach children about natural predators like bears and wolves and um, people start to find the meaning of life and death and that the stories began to reflect that self-recognition and struggle with inner demons. The monsters are us in a sense. They are the very dangerous part of us and it's good to recognize and be afraid of evil parts of yourself. I think a good example of ethical guidance can be made in a story that can be found in Latin America in the tale of La Llorona, the spirit of a mother who drowned her children in a fit of jealous rage, and La Llorona wails as she is regretfully searching for their bodies, bringing misfortune to those who hear her cry. And La Llorona subverts the societal norms of a mother as loving protective, and then, you know, becoming a cautionary lesson for others to consider when they get angry with their children. And then scary stories come from the culture's hidden demons. I think tales like ghost stories throughout time and across the world you know, the similar experience that covers the common themes of folklore or frights across the culture. Stories of ghosts are prevalent in most societies and often carry cultural implications. In the United States, they feature approximately connections with slavery and the mistreatment, the mistreatment of native tribes, like the trope of the American Indian burial ground explanation for supernatural events. Um, folklore about monsters is also useful in tracking the influence of culture as people spread across the globe. Um, zombies are part of the West African tradition. Vampires have been traced back to Eastern Europe and uh, Gene, like, like Gene is like G-E-N-I-I, or generally originate from the Arabic um, culture. And I think what's interesting is that these interesting role these monster folklore play in shaping our culture and people are constantly you know reinventing these stories talking about what they fear and what they're haunted by newer things are often dealt with science particularly for technology to turn it into a creator especially evil robots smart devices that turn maleficence around uh and rebel against humankind and then you know when the news new monsters come up they show people aren't who aren't too sure about something new in technology is something to be very frightening about. And then, you know, the movie theater is often, often a window into society's collective fear. I think um, a perfect example of this is a Monday thriller called by the name uh, 28 Days Later with a man-made contagion. Horror as a genre is an expression of the collective anxiety society that at this time, which films are made, they allow us to collect collectively get a sense of, of catalyst by the bankering of the sphere. Um, Godzilla, the classic Godzilla film was a sci-fi film featuring a dinosaur-like monster created by a nuclear reaction. And then that thrillingly reputation of shared anxiety in Japan about the lingering effects of atomic attacks during World War II. And then, you know, other films of Halloween and many knockoffs and sequels like Friday the 13th. Uh, those type of films are franchises taps in 
you know, into the growing fear of the 1980s of random acts of violence and the immersion of serial killers in the public contest. And zombie films are another illustration of this point. Um, a zombie might represent concern about the atomic age in Night Bloom Dead, fear of supernaturalism forces like the serpent and the rainbow or mass consumers of the dawn of the dead. Conquering the fear of death is also a all the core in all horror films. I feel like it's also always a trend in what way it seems be the problem is present by the film that speaks of the civics of the society at any given time but you know that's what i've noticed like we all we all have to have a love for being scared a love type of any horror drama or like why do we like to be scared you know why do we enjoy halloween as much as you do or like why do you enjoy you know watching a good old slasher film or like why do you enjoy like the poltergeist the it scream Friday 13 Halloween kill like the last time on Halloween kill friend I don't know paranormal activity la la rona like you just enjoy being scared and that's just something that our culture has adapted us into and every culture shares the same love of being scared like of being scared so you know wanna enjoy and get a good laugh just depending on how your mind reacts to it I guess you know and I think people like love going to movies to be scared because you know why do you think people put themselves through this intense fear and why are we always drawn to scary movies because our brain is telling us you know you're safe when you're watching a scary movie in the movie theaters that's what our brain is telling us when you know you enter that type of fight response response you know your body determines if the threat is real or not and that's kind of what it delves into to every horror film we watch because we know by the end of the day when we leave the mood there we leave the haunted attraction and we leave scare ones that we know that in a day none of the threats are real you know you're experiencing through like the true fear but then you're realizing like oh it was all for fun and last by the end of it so you know i think that's what our body like basically just sets us into that mindset and your body responds to fear differently when you're in control of your own environment that's also like Something that helps when you often hear people laugh that they're big scared because the body releases dopamine when you're afraid in a hormone that creates high uh, state of sensation similar to what we feel when we're excited or happy. Um, you may find that you eat more when you're scared. Um, according to many doctors, when the body is afraid, a hormone called cortisol is released, increasing blood sugar and blood pressure. That release is which is where and tear the body experience when exposed to chronic stress so when you think about that you get scared you notice you get hungry that's the reason um and then you know how much do you like being scared as to your body's chemical makeup but i think some people are way in a more scary mood and their experience and, and then others because i think it's possible to how people react to it many people have different reactions when it comes to being scared or happy and then your personality temperament may determine if you enjoy scare tactics like that, that big scare on this big screen or like something happening like in a horror movie or an attraction that just people like to be challenged and enjoy thrilling enjoy thrillers more often than than find getting scared excited i think that has to do it more of you know some people sticking to rom-coms and actual and made different from their personality and temperament this is just how some people are and like people love squid games like squid game has taken off at netflix like tremendously and some people might not, might not enjoy squid game it might not be their cup of tea but it just depends on everyone's fight and fight and fight response but that's up to you to decide you have to ask that question for yourself do you enjoy being scared do you not enjoy being scared for me i'm a little bit of both on that that middle balance of i sometimes do enjoy being scared and i don't be enjoy being scared it just depends on my environment but 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast for today. Comment either on my Instagram post or on Facebook. I do post these on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. And just respond. Like, do you enjoy being scared? Do you not? And also let me know what other topics you want to talk about that you want me to talk about on this podcast. And I hope to see you all real soon for another podcast episode. But until then, stay safe out there, guys, and see you all real soon. Bye.